News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. Now we got a minute or so as they're dragging the infield here at the end of the fifth inning. So let's uh, do a little baseball history, John. Well, before we do that, I need to make sure that everybody knows we've had a, uh, a change defensively. Dillingham is going to go from right field to left, and Eston Snyder is uh, uh, in and right field now. Okay, a little baseball history. I'm always up for that, you know. April 14th, 1925, radio station WGN, Chicago, broadcasts the first fully live regular season baseball game. The Cubs and the Pirates. <coughs> On opening day in 1925, Cubs won it 8-2. to two. First pitch high to... And then lost Fisher. the next 153, right? No, they wanted eight to two. The broadcaster was Quinn Ryan. On a perch, sitting on a perch on the roof of Wrigley Field, announcing the game. Check swing, and he went around. Oh yeah. Yep. Third base umpire confirms my belief. And the count goes to one and one on Fisher. <laughs> Singled and scored in the first, flied out in the third inning. You know who was the winning pitcher for the Cubs in that game? The pitch to the plate is high, ball two. 1925, uh, Mordecai Brown. How about Grover Cleveland Alexander? Really? Okay. I had come over from the Phillies. And Two and one, the count to Fisher. The next year would be uh, pitching in the World Series for the Cardinals. I knew you'd work the Cardinals in there somewhere, John. Oh, of course. The 2-1 pitch. Missed high, ball three. You know, tomorrow is an important day in uh, baseball history. Well, I've, we will uh, get to that tomorrow then. I was going to tell you tonight. <laughs> So you'd be ready. You're trying to upstage me, John. <laughs> Three balls and a strike. As Keenan delivers, and that's inside ball four. So Fisher draws a leadoff walk. That is the third walk allowed by Keenan. And the batter will be Will Butcher. Now the Raiders are going to start the bullpen with a right-hander throwing down there. Yeah, Keenan almost at 90 pitches here in the uh, sixth inning. So he's uh, getting close to running on empty. He's had a couple of clean innings. He's also had a couple that Messing. weren't so clean, including yeah. the first. Butcher swings at the first pitch, fouls it to the backstop, strike one. Charlotte got two in the first inning. The Raiders got one in their half, and then uh, the two-to-one lead held up till the fourth when the Raiders picked up two runs in the fourth inning to take a three-to-two lead. Fisher, the runner at first, 
with nobody out and draws a throw. The Raiders, uh, John, are 5-2 and two in one-run games this season. I don't like one-run games. You always get to that 27th out, and you don't know what's going to happen. True. <laughs> We've seen a few of those, haven't we? One-strike pitch. Oh. Just missed. Spears uh, and Keenan thought that ball was in the strike zone, but called ball one by yeah. the plate umpire. One and one. We need to go get that guy we had in Nashville Tuesday night. That was a, would have been I a strike. The, I liked his strike zone. Here's the one-one pitch. Check swing. And no appeal. Two and one to count to Butcher. So we can't see who was throwing for the Raiders because of the light pole. Which is directly in our line of sight to the bullpen. Here's the two one pitch high ball three. Is a left-hander though. Well, he went three that. and one before walking Fisher, and he's three and one now to Butcher. So Zach struggling with his control here in the top of the sixth inning. Checks the runner and delivers. Swung on, popped into shallow right field. And Benson's going to make the call out there right in front of the right fielder, Snyder. <laughs> Went out long number way. one. That's Trent Siebert throwing in the bullpen for the Raiders. So one on with one out. And the batter is Josh Madol. Madol been safe on an error and has popped out. Coach Tolman's headed to the mound with a left-hander throwing. I think we might have a pitching change here. We'll wait and see. Yep, oh, they're yeah. going to call the, for the left-hander coming in from the bullpen. So that is going to be all for Zach Keenan. Struggling a little bit here in the sixth with his, uh, with his control, and Siebert is going to come in out of the bullpen. We will take a break here and tell you about our new pitcher when we return on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? Yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. 
You're listening to NTSU Sports on WGNS. Coach Jim Tolman has made the change, and the left-hander, Trent Siebert, will come on to relieve here in the sixth inning. Siebert on for his 12th appearance, 10 of those in relief. He's thrown uh, 31 in the third inning, giving up 16 runs, 14 of them earned. 31 hits, 10 walks, 35 strikeouts, 4.02 ERA, a 2-2 two two record. Siebert came on in the Marshall series and pitched effectively for a couple of innings before they got to him, uh, I think, in about his fourth inning of work there. And here he, if they stretch him out, they would probably like for him to finish this ballgame. Either that or at least uh, get the ham to throw the ninth, depending on the situation. Well, I've got another uh, baseball history thing, John, All right. for you. This is a little bit more uh, in the modern era. Okay. Uh, some people not, might not think 1960 is the modern era, but. Most modern era for me. Bill Mazeroski hits the first home run of the season at Forbes Field. Yep. Went uh, deep in the bottom of the second inning. Pirates beat the Reds 13 to nothing in their home opener. <laughs> the second baseman will also hit the last home run of the season at, at Forbes uh, Field. Would you yep. like to tell us about that? Uh, that would have been that home run that uh, won the World Series for the uh, for the Pirates over Yogi Berra's head and uh, into left field. A walk-off home run in Game Seven of the World Series. Yep, at, Bill Mazeroski. And that home run could arguably be uh, the uh, what got him into the Hall of Fame. Here's Madol. Siebert will throw to first. The runner over there is Fisher with one out. You know, you go to Pittsburgh and they got two players that they uh, that they uh, kind of hold up higher than the others. And Maz is one of them, Roberto Clemente the other. Exactly. The pitch. That is a strike call, nothing in one. Raiders leading three to two. Starting pitcher Zach Keenan goes five and a third, has not given up an earned run. He is responsible for the runner at first base. And the pitch to the plate swung on and fouled out of play. No balls and two strikes. Medola is hit into three double plays this season. Tied for the team lead. Trent Siebert is a transfer from Charleston Southern. He's another one of our super seniors. Taking advantage of the COVID year. The 0-2 pitch is high for ball one. One ball and two strikes. Raiders on top here, three to two in the sixth. Just about the top of the hour. We need to give you a station ID here. We'll do that after the next pitch. One ball, two strikes, the count. And the pitch is not made. Batter called time, umpire gave it to him. Yeah, the umpire doesn't have to give him time. No. Siebert looks in, 
Checks this runner at first and delivers the pitch, and it is high, ball two. That's paused 10 seconds for station identification as you listen to Middle Tennessee Baseball. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Blue Raiders play here. As a swing and a miss, and Madol is down on strikes for out number two. Siebert gets him on a 2-2 pitch. Looks like he pulled the string on him. And that is only the second strikeout for Blue Raider pitchers tonight. And with two outs in the inning, the batter is the shortstop, Austin Knight. He has walked and flied to center. Siebert's pitch, swung on, foul to the screen, strike one. You know, watching him pitch from down close like like I did in um, West Virginia last yep. weekend, Siebert's got a little bit more pop in his fastball than I thought he had. He can bring it in there pretty good. And there's one that's just high oh. for ball one. Oh. One and one. But he does throw a lot of breaking pitches, some change-ups. Well, that strikeout was definitely a change-up. Swing and a miss. Threw it past him. That was just uh, that was just heat. One ball and two strikes. The count to Knight. Which here in Middle Tennessee has fallen. Here is the one-two pitch. And a ground ball to short. Fausto backhands, throws to second, and got him. Oh, nice play by Lopez at shortstop. Went deep in the hole and got the throw to Mabry in time to force Fisher coming down. And that is going to be all in the sixth inning for Charlotte. No runs, no hits. One man left. We will go to the bottom of the sixth. Raiders three, Charlotte two on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Our employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Brad Hopkins with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Winning in real estate is a lot like football. Good coaching and recruiting a great team are the keys. I put together a team of lenders, inspectors, and home professionals to help you succeed. Let me coach you through this process and make sure you come out a winner. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or invest, I am here to help you win. Visit bradhopkinshomes.com or call 615-556-9239 to find out more. The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. We go to the bottom of the sixth inning. Luke Benson will lead it off for the Raiders. Left-hander. 
Will Ancaster still out there for uh, the 49ers. All right, let's watch the infield and see what they do with Benson here. They're not shifting. They do move the second baseman over a little bit more in the hole mm. on the right side and the shortstop more toward the bag at second. But they leave the third baseman where he is. Pitch to Benson is a strike call. Nothing in one. To the Blue Raiders center fielder. Benson has struck out and laid down a sacrifice bunt. He looks at ball one outside, one and one. Outfield not too deep. Apparently they didn't see the Marshall series. <laughs> Bouncing ball to the right side. Second baseman hadn't played just right. Over to first in time. And that is out number one. And Fausto Lopez, who made a very, very good play to end the top of the sixth inning, will stand in. He went deep in the hole and fired a strike to Mabry at second base and just nipped the runner coming down. And that uh, that out uh, play made closed the book on Zach Keenan. Went five and a third, gave up two runs, both unearned. Two hits, three walks, one strikeout. And hits it right back to the pitcher. Lancaster, a little underhand toss to first for out number two. Two up, two down in the sixth inning. And the batter will be JT Mabry. They're making it way, way too easy for Lancaster in the sixth inning. Okay, uh, how's the soccer match going over there, John? Well, I will get the... Somebody's a, somebody has scored, I think. It looks to me like it's two to one Vanderbilt with four minutes remaining in the half. All right. First pitch to Mabry is a ball, one ball, no strikes. And they must be playing down on this end because I don't see any action out there. It's ball two, two and oh. Back to baseball. Left-hander pitches, and it's all the way to the backstop. 3-0. and We saw a load of those Tuesday, didn't we? We did. We sure did. <laughs> so Mabry, with a count of 3-0, and will probably take a pitch here. And here it comes and takes a strike at the letters. Three and one. Left-hander Lancaster pitches. Strike two call. So Mabry now with a full count, three and two. Two outs, bases empty, bottom of the sixth inning. Lancaster getting up close to 90 pitches. Mabry hits it into center field. Center fielder Cunningham drifts back and under makes the catch for out number three. A one, two, three inning for the Charlotte left-hander. Here are your totals after six innings for Middle Tennessee. Three runs on six hits. Raiders have committed three errors. And for Charlotte, two runs on two hits. 
They have committed one error. Raiders lead it three to two as we go to the seventh inning on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. It's a new season. Get ready for more men's and women's college sports excellence. Trophies will be awarded in June to schools who take the top spot in the 2021-22 Learfield Directors' Cup. The premier award recognizes one winning institution in all competitive divisions. Follow your favorite team's progress as seasonal standings are announced at L Directors' Cup on Twitter and online at directorscup.org. The crowning achievement in college athletics. This copyrighted broadcast is an exclusive presentation of Learfield under the broadcasting rights granted by Middle Tennessee State University. Reuse of this presentation is prohibited without the expressed written consent of Middle Tennessee State University and Learfield. Announcers are provided by Learfield and approved by the university. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports, WGNS. We go to the seventh inning, three to two in favor of Middle Tennessee. The Raiders trying to win their fourth in a row. Trent Siebert on the mound in relief of the starters, Zach Keenan and his first pitch. A call strike to Jake Cunningham. Lead it off. We'll have seven, eight, and nine in the batting order for Charlotte here in the seventh inning. Pitch just missed the knees. Ball one, one and one. Cunningham has been on base twice on a fielder's choice and a walk. And was thrown out trying to steal in the fourth inning. Swings and fouls this one out of play to the right. One and two. A couple of the uh, 49er outs have been on the bases. That caught stealing and then the uh, Back into the double play on at third base. Strike three call, painted the outside corner, and Cunningham will sit down. And that's Siebert's uh, second strikeout. So with one out, the batter is Caden Hobson, catcher who has flied out and struck out. Left-handed hitter. Today is the 40th anniversary, John, of Randy Bush's 200-mile home run. <laughs> Pitch is high, ball one. The Charleston Charlies, is that South Carolina? No, those were the uh, West, West Virginia. West Virginia? Uh, Charleston team. It wouldn't make sense. They would have a coal train running behind the stadium yeah. then, doesn't it? Yeah. There's a foul. Randy Bush. Uh, playing for the Toledo Mud Hens and pitch hitting. Hits a home run in the eighth inning. And uh, they beat uh, Charleston 4-3. to three. That home run traveled over 200 miles 
as it landed on a coal, moving coal train <laughs> behind the outfield fence. Mm. There's a pitch outside. I think uh, uh, that's 40 years ago. I think uh, Charleston, South Carolina, with the rainbows in those days. Two balls and a strike now to Caden Hobson. Lefty against lefty. Swing and a fly ball to right field. Snyder going back. I think he's got room. He does and makes the catch for out number two. As we mentioned, Dillingham moved over to left field and Snyder came in for Galloway. Galloway. And he is playing Pitching right field. Number 24, David McKay. So here's a pinch hitter in the DH spot. David McCabe, a right-handed batter. They took the DH out for a pinch runner. And now McCabe will go into that spot. 6'4", 230 pounds from Ontario, Canada. That's from the right side. See if I can find some numbers on this young man. Yeah, he's uh, hitting, um, this is his 63rd uh, at bat. He's hitting uh, 387. He's appeared in 19 games. Yep, 24 out of 62, four home runs. That's that's pretty good uh, average, isn't it? Swinging a foul. He had a big cut there. Two strikes, the count. Uh, what they were doing, uh, this uh, McCabe looks like he's usually the, uh, the DH. What they were doing with Tyndall was going with a switch hitter against uh, the right-handed starter. Now Here's left. 0-2 is up high, 1-2. and two. Now with the left-handed, they go back to right-handed uh, hitter. One ball, two strikes. Base is empty. Two outs in the seventh. Raiders leading three to two. Oh. High outside. Ball two. Two and two. <clears throat> Siebert has retired four straight since coming in in relief. And the left-hander delivers, and a ground ball right side. Big hop. Mabry's comes down with it, has to make a cross-his-body throw oh, and wow. gets him at first. Nice play, J.T. Mabry. That ball took a higher-than-expected hop. Mabry somehow or another got up, got the ball, threw the ball across his body. Umpire took a long look at it before he called it, but uh, that's the third out of the inning. No runs, no hits, nobody left. We'll go to the bottom of the seventh, seventh inning stretch time here at the ballpark. Raiders three and Charlotte two on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. 
Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290. Hear that? That's the plumpest, juiciest hot dogs you've ever seen getting their grill on. But we both know what'll make it sound even better. Oh, yeah. It's a Pepsi to go with your hot dog. Because when you're chomping on America's favorite meal, relish, mustard, and onions perfectly blending into a crescendo of flavor, there's only one thing that makes everything about that moment better. A cold, refreshing Pepsi. See what I mean? It's like music to my ears. Hot dogs. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. As we go to the bottom half of the seventh inning, Raiders will have their three, four, and five hitters coming up against left-hander Will Lancaster. It's a three-to-two game. It's about as close as you can get it, John. It is. Uh, they do finally have a pitcher in their bullpen who looks like he's throwing like he would come into the ball game. Right-hander throwing down there. So Lancaster in six innings has given up six hits, three runs, and has walked two and struck out three. He's thrown a wild pitch and hit three batters, but he has survived. He has uh, survived, but he's uh, also at 91 pitches coming into this inning. So uh, how much more gas has he got? Speaking of gas, it dropped a little bit at the pump today, I noticed on the way in. Just my luck, I filled up yesterday. Here's Wyatt Morgan, and he swings at the first pitch, fouls it out of play to the right. One strike. Morgan doubled in the fourth inning and drove in the tie-breaking run. That was the ball that got lost in the twilight. Check swing, and they say he did not go. One ball, one strike. 12 days ago against uh, San Antonio, uh, Lancaster threw 107 pitches. One and one, the count to Morgan. That one in the dirt outside goes all the way to the backstop. Two balls and a strike. The uh, right-hander Gisting is usually their Friday night pitcher. There's the ball slammed foul past first base coach Forrest Arnold. Two and two, so we may see him tomorrow. Right now they've got uh, the uh, Friday and Saturday starters is to be de- uh, to be determined. Here's the 2-2, swung on, hit to center field. Center fielder Cunningham over a few steps into right center, makes the grab, 
And that is the first out in the seventh inning. Bring up Mason Spears, the Raider catcher, doubled and was stranded in the first inning. Spears one for three. Came into the game hitting 322 and leading the Raiders in that department and they will shift everybody on the left to the left of second base for him as he fouls it out of play. One strike to count. Swing and a miss. Nothing and two the count. One out, base is empty in the seventh. Spears hits it foul, out of play to the right side. Uh, got back into the grandstand. I guess the second half is underway over there in soccer. Well, let's see. 21 minutes to play, is that what it says? That would be right. And it's now Vanderbilt 3, MTSU 2. That's the final game of the spring season for the women's soccer team. The pitch, Spears hits at center field. Cunningham moving over to his right a little bit, makes the catch. Four out, number two. So he has handled both putouts here in the seventh inning. Let's see, women's golf is uh, getting ready for the Conference USA Tournament, April 18, 19, and 20 at Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. I just can't get used to tennis and golf going to their tournaments in the middle of April. Men's golf have finished seventh Finished in a tie for seventh. There's a Snyder fouls it back for strike one in the uh, Mossy Oak Invitational down at Mississippi State over the weekend and their postseason tournament April 25th, 26th, and 27th. There's a ball hit to right field, going to be caught, and that is going to be all for the Raiders. A quick one, two, three, seventh inning. Nothing across for the Raiders in the seventh. We'll go to the eighth inning, Middle Tennessee three, Charlotte two on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. 
The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Over the eighth inning with the Raiders leading three to two. Uh, I was talking about men's golf as we ended the seventh inning. The Raiders uh, men's team going for their fourth straight conference championship. The uh, tournament will be at Texarkana. April 25, 26, 27, 28th this month. And finally, the men's tennis team will be this weekend, tomorrow at Tulsa, and Saturday at Wichita State. They are 23 and five and ranked number 10 in the nation. Wow, good job. Top of the batting order for Charlotte here in the eighth inning against Trent Siebert. First pitch strike called. Comes in there to Nate Furman. Nothing in one. Furman 0 for 3 has flied out, grounded out, and reached on an error. Lefty delivers a strike at the knees, and it's nothing in two. If this plate umpire calls it a strike, you better believe it was a strike. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is not a wide plate. For sure, for sure. 0-2 oh, the count to Furman. Swing and a foul down the left field line. Drops uh, and hops on one hop into the Charlotte bullpen. Count holds it. Two strikes. Uh, you know, uh, you're, you're talking about this nearest strike zone. But uh, I haven't been hearing anything, any squawking. It's been the same for both sides. Yep. Uh, and I guess that's all you, uh, all you, uh, all you can ask for is that he calls it the same way for both sides, calls it the same way inning after inning and after inning. I think it drives them crazy when strike zones start changing. Pitch swung on, hit up the middle. That's a base hit. Well, it was only a matter of time before Furman was going to break loose. He is the third leading hitter in the league, and he singles up the middle. That is only the fourth hit for Charlotte in the game. Is that right, John? I think that's right. Is it? uh, I think it's just the third third hit. You're right. It's only the third hit because one of those I marked down as a hit was changed to an error. That's right. So the third hit of the game for the 49ers brings up Dragum, who is, has one of those hits, a single in the first inning. He also hit into a double play. Not your normal infield double play his last at bat, though. In fact, that is uh, a foul out of play. That is the first hit since the first inning for the 49ers. They had back-to-back singles from Dragum and Fisher, and the hit by Furman is the first hit since the first inning for the 49ers. One strike to count. Right-handed hitting third baseman. Up there as Siebert goes instead to first base, the runner was standing on the base. Furman does have 12 stolen bases. It's not like he showed him his best move, though. 
There's a pitch low. Spears came out of there ready to throw, but the runner was not going. No. And you have to think the other teams respect Spears behind the plate. He threw out a runner at Marshall trying to steal the other night. Did he throw one out at Lipscomb uh, Tuesday? Uh, I don't remember. I don't. Throw over to first, and I the runner standing on the bag. But Spears has been. Uh, he did. He threw out uh, Maddox Houghton in uh, in the first inning of that ball I game. I thought maybe he did. And he yeah. threw one out at Marshall over the weekend. Here's a pitch. That's a strike. One and two the count. I guess the only thing I haven't gotten to is track and field and uh, our men's and women's track and field teams going to the War Eagle Invitational Friday and Saturday at Auburn University. Or as one of their uh, new football coaches one time at his initial press conference called it, the University of Auburn. <laughs> I'm so glad to be here at the University of Auburn. <laughs> Pitch high, two and two. He's not a senator from Alabama now, is he? <laughs> no. Nope, not him. Two balls, two strikes. Runner at first, nobody out. That's the tying run at first. And the left-hander's pitch is swung on, hit to left field. Dillingham coming in, takes it head high. Throughout number one. Line drive right at him. He had to come in, what, about three steps? Didn't have to move much. Right fielder number one, Cam Here's Fisher. Fisher. Singled in the first and scored. Flight out in the third, walked in the sixth inning. Left-handed batter against the left-hander, Trent Siebert. It's been a rather quiet crowd, hasn't it? It hasn't has. hasn't been a lot of action. No, but uh, most of the action was back there in the uh, first inning. We had a pretty good inning uh, and got some crowd noise in the fourth when we scored the two runs. One on, one out here in the eighth. Raiders leading three to two. Siebert's pitch, that's in at the knees oh, for nice. a strike. Nothing nice won. breaking ball. Uh, we started out at 65 degrees, and uh, it's uh, at 58 now. So yeah, we still got the windows up here. Yeah, it's uh, it's. If you got been uh, virtually no wind. It, yeah, tonight. that's the the real key. As opposed to last night. Oh, oh. You didn't lose any trees, did you? Uh, not that I know of. No, actually, my I I, uh, I have one big tree, which is not that big, but it's big enough. And I noticed today that the the leaves are starting to come out, starting to turn green. My crepe myrtles haven't started turning green yet, though. One strike to count, and the pitch. Oh, laid it in there again. Another nice breaking ball yeah. from Siebert, and it is 0-2. I'd keep throwing that pitch. That guy doesn't know what to do with it. Cam Fisher, the freshman from Knoxville. <laughs> count of two strikes. Siebert delivers. 
Hard and outside, one and two. I think I come right back uh, inside with that breaking ball again. You've changed Raider infield his, looking for two. You've changed his eyes with that last pitch. Now you come back and do it again. Check swing. Did he go? Oh, no, oh. no they say. Oh. Two balls, two strikes. That was close to being a strike on its own. Two-two the count. Siebert in relief of Keenan delivers outside mm. ball three. Oh uh, no. Full count now. Didn't he have him 0-2? Yep. Full count three and two. Runner at first. Good speed. That's Furman. See yeah. if they start him. Seward comes set, runner not going, strike three call. Well, he threw the dugout, threw the bat back to the dugout. Now he can go pick it up, <laughs> put it in its proper place. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Fisher thought he had been walked. That is Seward's third strikeout. And we're going to get a uh, mound visit here. Have we had a right-hander throwing down there? Or are they just going to talk? No, there's a right-hander throwing. And, and he he's is, coming. He's coming into the game. So we will have a pitching change here in the eighth inning with two outs and a runner at first. We'll take a break, tell you about our new pitcher when we come back on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Tim Page with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Are you on the fence about selling your home? Feel overwhelmed at the thought of purchasing a new home? Well, it's time to get moving. For professional, personal real estate services, give me a call today and put me to work for you. 615-896-5656, or you can reach me at ExitMurfreesboro.com. Let's go, Blue, and I'll see you at the game. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. Right-hander Jaden Ham will come out of the Raider bullpen with two outs here in the eighth inning. Jaden Ham coming on for his uh, 12th appearance, 10th in relief. He's thrown 33 in the third inning, giving up 17 runs, 16 of them earned on 27 hits, 70 walks, 36 strikeouts. Got a 4.32 ERA, 2-2 two two record with a couple of saves. Ham, uh, last appearance was Sunday at Marshall. He came in in the first game of the doubleheader in relief of Eric Swan, pitched three scoreless innings, gave up no hits, 
walked three but struck out six. Well, what uh, what they're wanting uh, from him now is an inning and third with nothing across. So Trent Siebert Oh, he uh, did leaves. his job, didn't he? He did an excellent job. Leaves with a First Vision Bank strikeout. First Vision Bank, proud partner of MTSU Athletics and the official strikeout partner of Blue Raider Baseball. Don't strike out on your banking services. First Vision Bank providing more power to your business. Trent Siebert goes two and third innings, give us up uh, no runs. On one hit, no walks, three strikeouts, but that runner on first base does belong to Siebert. That would be Furman, who led off the inning with a single. He is still at first base with two outs. The batter is Will Butcher. Stands in 0 for 3, a right-handed hitter. Has flied out twice and grounded out. Ham's pitch, swing and a miss. Throw throw to second, the runner will steal second base. And now they have called him out because of interference at the plate. The runner has been called out because of interference wow. with the catcher's throw. Spears' throw was way wide of the mark and there had to be a reason for that. The reason was the batter interfered with it. So that is all in the eighth inning. No runs, one hit, one left. And we will go to the bottom of the eighth inning. Middle Tennessee three, Charlotte two on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Prescription opioids can be addictive and dangerous. I was given a prescription opioid pain medication and within only a few months, I was completely addicted. I lost everything. I had to leave school, stop playing sports in college, and I started to watch my life slip away. I want people to know that these drugs are addictive. One prescription can be all it takes to lose everything. Prescription opioids. It only takes a little to lose a lot. Visit cdc.gov slash rxawareness. Hey, Blue Raider fans. This is Tim Page with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Are you on the fence about selling your home? Feel overwhelmed at the thought of purchasing a new home? Well, it's time to get moving. For professional, personal real estate services, give me a call today and put me to work for you. 615-896-5656 or you can reach me at ExitMurfreesboro.com. Let's go blue and I'll see you at the game. News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. And we go to the bottom of the eighth inning. Raiders looking for a little of that insurance, John. Boy, if we could use uh, all we could uh, add. We've got three big outs we still got to get. Brett Coker will lead it off. It'll be Coker, Nagishi, and Dillingham here in the bottom of the eighth inning. Brett Coker been hit by a pitch, has slid out twice. Stands in against the left-hander, Will Lancaster, who has gone the distance for Charlotte. And he has pitched well. Coker drills it to center field on the first pitch, and that is a base hit. So the Raiders have the lead runner on here 
in the eighth inning. Same thing happened in the top of the eighth inning. Charlotte put their lead runner on, but he was left stranded. Final out in the top of the eighth inning came on an interference call against the batter. Interfered with catcher Mason Spears throw to second base on an attempted steal. And the Charlotte head coach put up what I would describe as a rather mild <laughs> argument. If it was that much. So here is Nagishi. Check with the runner. He's around the bunt, pushes it to the third baseman, looks at second, but throws to first. Four out number one. Uh, they, they had four guys heading to third base after that play was made. That's the first out. That is a sacrifice. And down to second is Coker with one out. And the batter is Brian Dillingham. Dillingham had an infield hit. He has grounded out twice. Right-handed batter. Time called as the head coach. I think that's probably going to be it. Robert uh, Woodard is going to the mound. Lancaster up to 104 pitches. His career high is 107. They're calling for the right-hander. So we will have a pitching change here in the bottom of the eighth inning for Charlotte. We will tell you about the new pitcher when we come back. Raiders are leading 3-2 to two as you listen to Blue Raider baseball here from Learfield. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthcare.com. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. You're listening to NTSU Sports on WGNS. Charlotte has brought their closer in out of the bullpen, right-hander Colby Bruce. Colby Bruce making his uh, 13th appearance. Has one start. That was last week uh, uh, against Southern Mississippi. He's uh, thrown 22 uh, innings, given up 13 runs. 12 of them earned on 22 hits. 10 walks, 28 strikeouts, 4.91 ERA, a one-in-one record with three saves. 6'5", 195, he's a redshirt senior, a native of Charlotte. Was out all of last season with an injury, so he did not pitch in 2021. He did uh, make all-conference in 2019, and of course 2020 was the uh, shortened season. So Colby Bruce 
is on to try and hold the Raiders here and give uh, Charlotte a chance in the ninth inning. He will face Brian Dillingham, who will stay in the ball game. Sometimes uh, the Raiders will do a, do a switch uh, when they bring in a, a right-hander, but Dillingham's going to stay in there. Well, we're kind of short on outfielders uh, right now, so uh, you need to leave Dillingham in there, and uh, certainly you want your best defensive players out there for the uh, top of the ninth. Nathan Sanders, of course, is uh, on the injured list with uh, knee trouble and not available. Runner at second, the pitch, strike call, nothing in one. Now this will be a different, wholly different experience for the hitters facing this right-hander as opposed to the lefty, Lancaster. Did a good job tonight. He went uh, seven and a third innings. Bruce ready with the one strike count and delivers a swing and a miss, and it's 0-2. Lancaster goes uh, seven and third, gives up three runs, both all three earned on seven hits, two walks, three strikeouts, three hit uh, batters, but that runner on second belongs to him. Here's the 0-2 pitch to Dillingham, struck him out swinging on three pitches. That is out number two, and we'll bring Luke Benson to the plate. Luke tonight has struck out, grounded out, and laid down a sacrifice bunt. Now, this will be his first at-bat against a right-handed pitcher. Coker, the runner at second. And the pitch is swung on, hit to the first baseman, backhands, races to first, and just gets there in time to retire Benson for out number three. So that is all in the eighth inning for the Raiders. No runs, one hit, and one runner stranded. We've completed eight full innings. We go to the ninth. It's Middle Tennessee three, Charlotte two on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. We go to the ninth inning. Raiders leading by a score of three to two, and Jaden Ham 
on trying to save it. He'll have the five, six, seven hitters, Madol, Knight, and Cunningham are the scheduled hitters. Josh Madol, the right-handed batter, takes the pitch low for ball one. I think Ham only threw one pitch in the eighth inning. John, is that right? That was that pitch that uh, uh, the runner tried to steal on, and the batter, uh, Madola, interfered with it. Swing and a miss. So I'm not even sure that counts as a legit pitch. <laughs> one, bo- <laughs> one ball, one strike. Well, he did throw it, so I think it would count. Yeah. His arm knows he threw it. One and one to count. Ham's pitch. Swing and a miss. A ball and two strikes to Madol. He has been up three times without a hit. Ham with a one-two delivery and just poked into center field. That one might fall. And it does. Well, that's a good, you have to give him credit. That's a good piece of hitting with two strikes. He just stuck the bat out there and popped it into shallow center field. Yeah. And that will put the tying run at first with nobody out. Shortened up his swing and just went with the pitch. This is a good hitting team. They're hitting 284 as a team, which ranks high in the league. And... uh, it, uh, Raiders have pretty well pitching-wise have stymied them tonight. What do we got? Uh, we got three umpires coming together here. The umpires are huddling about something or other. It may be something or it may be other. Well, they just may be trying to figure out uh, whether or not they want to eat supper after the game or... Now, it's something that uh, Coach Toman is interested in because he is coming out. Uh, he has come out of the dugout and is standing over in foul territory, kind of waiting on them to. Now, did either coach uh, do or say anything that would? He might have co- said, uh, since he seems to be interested, he might have said something uh, from the dugout. So I don't know if there was a problem with, with the last play. It looked like a clean play. But we will see what we will see. All right, John, uh, what's the number of that guy at the plate there? 23? Uh, 23, correct. That's Madol. I thought he was the runner. I mean, I thought he was the... Uh, no, that would have been Butcher. Butcher was the one that was at the plate. Okay. All right, I'm with you now. So Butcher, who was... I thought he was called out. Did they did they call the runner out instead of the batter? You know, that might be what we're uh, discussing here. They're going to 
I think what is happening, Dick, is that uh, Coach Toman is is uh, contending that uh, they batted out of order and they've called that man out. So apparently, and that was not Madole. That would have been Butcher. That would have been Butcher, and he was already out. He was the last out in the last inning. So Madole is going to be out. For not batting when he was supposed to. Right. Okay. So, so that's the first out, and there's nobody on base. And the batter is Knight. When was the last time you saw somebody bat out of order, Dick? Uh, probably in a coach pitch game. Uh, I would say that would probably be – that is – well, it – that comes from that inning ending the way it did. Well, see, I, in my book, I had Madole leading off. In fact, that's who I thought was batting. But it was, in fact, uh, Butcher yeah. who but, got the hit, yeah, which he will never get credit for. That's right. That disappeared. and Butcher was la actually the last out in the eighth inning, right, being called out for interference. So it was not the runner who so was my out, book, it, was the it was the batter. My book was right, John. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so there's one out. Counts now 2-0 and oh on night. Uh, and the pitch to him, low for ball three. Oh, me. Or was that ball four? Must have been ball four. I was trying to explain what happened out there and <laughs> lost the pitch. So Well, you weren't the only one. I did as well. So one out and a runner at first. And the batter is Cunningham. 0 for 2 with a walk. Jaden Ham with a pitch. Fly ball center. Benson going back, warning track over his head. He fell down, they're gonna score. And Cunningham's gonna get to third. And now the throw goes over the third baseman's head and into the dugout. If it went in the dugout. No, Coker caught that ball. Did he catch it? He caught that ball. Wow. But the runner's safe at third and it's a 3-3 game. That ball hit over Vincent's head into deep right center field. And he, I think he stumbled and fell in front of the fence trying to pick it up. And the run scored, and it's 3-3, three to three and the go-ahead run is at third. So are you going to give him a triple? Or They're you giving him a triple. 3-3 in the top of the ninth, and now the left-handed batter, Hobson, will stand in. And the Raider infield is pulled in. That's only the fourth hit of the game. Strike call, nothing in one. This has been a strange game. And something said out of the Charlotte dugout did not 
please the plate umpire. One strike to count. I guess it was that call. I guess. On the pitch. So a runner at third with one out. 3-3 the score. Top of the night. Swing and a miss. Nothing in two. Had him reaching for an outside pitch. Well, the Raiders will be back to the top of the lineup when we go the ninth. We just don't know if they'll be tied or behind. Yeah. Need a strike out here. Got it. Call strike three. That's two outs. And the number nine hitter, the DH, is going to be coming up, and that is McCabe, I think. Yes. David McCabe. David McCabe who grounded out in the seventh. A right-handed batter. Two outs, runner at third. Infield backs up. They had been pulled in to the edge of the infield grass before Hobson struck out. Strike called, nothing in one. Out of the stretch. Check swing, did he go? I think he did, yep. That was a high fastball and he tried to hold up. 0-2 the count. A run has scored here in the top of the ninth to tie this game at 3-3. Ham out of the stretch. Oh, Low for a ball, one and two. Tried to get him to go fishing for something outside that he couldn't have hit with a, what was it you were saying the other night, with a cricket bat? Yeah, and I've never seen a cricket bat. Well, it's <laughs> about that wide, like a oar. One ball, two strikes. Strike three call. Inning over. One run, one hit, one left. We'll go to the bottom of the ninth. Raiders need a run to win. It's Middle Tennessee three, Charlotte three on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip with its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans. It's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi, and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. <sighs> Hit a grand slam with bunny bread. Proud supporter of the Blue Raiders. With its soft, fresh taste you know and love, Bunny Bread and Bunny Buns are fan favorites for all ages. Bunny is the perfect triple play with the taste you want, the nutrition you need, and energy to go. So step up to the play with Bunny Bread and Bunny Buns today and share the Blue Raiders on to victory. That's what I said. Bunny Bread. 
the flagship station for Blue Raider sports, WGNS. We go to the bottom of the ninth inning. This game uh, tied at three. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification as you listen to Middle Tennessee baseball. The flagship station for Blue Raider sports. News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Blue Raiders play here. We'll have the top of the batting order here in the ninth against the Charlotte closer, Colby Bruce, who got uh, the last two batters out in the eighth inning in quick order. Fausto Lopez will lead it off. He's hit a sacrifice fly, has lined out, ground out, and been hit by a pitch. Raiders need a base runner here in the ninth. Bruce will pitch out of the stretch. And a swing and a miss, strike one. He went after a pitch that he had no business going after. No balls, one strike to the Raiders shortstop. Big right-hander will pitch and a foul to the screen. Nothing in two. Fausto stands back in. He'll be followed by Mabry and Morgan. Here's Bruce with the pitch. High outside, ball one. Raiders three, Charlotte three. Charlotte tied it in the ninth. Even though their leadoff batter was called out for batting out of order, they got a walk and a triple to tie it up. There's a ball hit down the right field line, curving. That's going to be a foul ball and May have gone out of the ballpark, did it? The right well, fielder, yeah, the right fielder picks it up. It hit the wall before it went out. Well, I was afraid that uh, he was going to catch that. He went a long, long way. Got into that uh, that corner. Down he where was, the gate is. He was uh, close enough to the Raider bullpen that he could have shaken hands with uh, that Raider sitting down there in the corner. One ball, two strikes to Lopez, the pitch. High ball two. Two and two. Wouldn't mind seeing a walk here. Any way to get on. Yep, a Put walk. that winning run on base. Yeah, and a stolen base. Got a runner in scoring position with nobody out. Swing and a miss. Struck no, it out. that won't do it. Lopez down on strikes for out number one. Bruce has faced three batters and struck out two of them. And the batter will be JT Mabry. Uh, JT has had a nice night tonight, two for four, including a double. Single double and two fly balls. Double would be okay here. Right-hander Bruce comes set, and the pitch is swung on and missed. 
And uh, he didn't, was didn't trying have to, a very good swing there. It looked like he was trying to go to right field, didn't it? That pitch was outside and high. And that would have been about the only thing you could have done with that pitch. One strike to count. And the pitch. Line to right field, the base hit. That's what he was trying to do with that last swing. Third hit for Mabry. The winning run is at first with one out. Now you have a good left-handed hitter coming up in Wyatt Morgan, who has home run power. And with one out, you got to let him go. You, you can't waste another out, can you, with a, no. with a bunt? No, you can't. You're not in a situation you can play small ball now. So Morgan will stand in. He has tonight flied out, grounded out, doubled, and been hit by a pitch. Well, they've got the uh, right fielder protecting the line. Center fielder is playing straight away. Runner goes, and a ground ball to the right side, but right at the second baseman who will make the play. Now starting the runner kept him out of the double play. That is out number two. Mabry was off and running, and you're right, John, this game would have been going into extra innings had Mabry not been running. So the winning run is at second with two outs for Mason Spears. Double and four trips tonight. He's grounded out, struck out, Flied out and had a first inning double. I think Mabry the runner at second. I'd settle for a single here. Mabry's got good speed. I think a ball right back up the middle is going to win it. Strike call. That has not been a strike all night. Looked a little high. They're playing their infields straight up now. No shifting around. No. Nothing in one the count. And the pitch. Swung on, got away from the catcher. Mabry's going to third. That's going to be strike two. Wild pitch. Oh, and two. Mabry at third on the wild pitch. But two strikes on the batter. Spears has got to try to hang in there with two strikes and give maybe yeah. a chance to score. Another wild pitch would be okay. Bruce comes set and the pitch outside ball one. The winning run at third with two outs bottom of the ninth inning and a 3-3 game. This is going to be one of those deals where the pitcher had him 0-2 and ends up going full. Here's the pitch. Struck him out swinging. On a pitch way outside. That is all and we will go to the 10th. This game tied at three in the inning. No runs, one hit, one left. We've completed nine full innings and nothing has been decided. It's 3-3 as we go to the 10th inning on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. 
Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Brad Hopkins with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Winning in real estate is a lot like football. Good coaching and recruiting a great team are the keys. I put together a team of lenders, inspectors, and home professionals to help you succeed. Let me coach you through this process and make sure you come out a winner. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or invest, I am here to help you win. Visit bradhopkinshomes.com or call 615-556-9239 to find out more. Hit a grand slam with Bunny Bread, proud supporter of the Blue Raiders. With its soft, fresh taste you know and love, Bunny Bread and Bunny Buns are fan favorites for all ages. Bunny is the perfect triple play with the taste you want, the nutrition you need, and energy to go. So step up to the play with Bunny Bread and Bunny Buns today and share the Blue Raiders on to victory. That's what I said. on News Radio WGNS. We go to the 10th inning in a 3-3 game. And just as the Raiders had the top of the order up in the bottom of the ninth, Charlotte will have the top of their order up in the top of the 10. Jaden Ham on the mound. He stands to win it or lose it for the Raiders. As Charlotte tied the game in the bottom of the ninth inning on a one-out walk and a triple by Cunningham. Here's Furman. Had a base hit in the eighth inning. He's one out of four. Left-handed batter takes a strike at the knees. Nothing in one. Nothing going on in the in either bullpen. Oh, and hit him. Got him in the hip. So Furman hit by pitch will jog down to first base. Who's making all that noise? And with nobody out, the batter will be Dragum. Third baseman number six, Jack Dragum. Dragum has a single in four trips. Drop my pencil, John. That's uh, quite a display of acrobatics there to get that thing back. Oh. My back didn't appreciate it. <laughs> Dragum, a right-handed batter against the right-hander, Ham, who throws to first, the runner back. Berman can run. He ran in the eighth inning, and the batter was called out on interference. Pitch is Must have been low. showed bunt. Must have been low. One ball, no strikes. Because it had the plate. Dragum takes a long look into the dugout. Third base coach not flashing any signs. Must be coming from the dugout. Uh, the third base coach was looking at his wristband. There's the bunt. He goes to second. Out at second base. Throw to first. Safe. Nice play by the pitcher, Jaden Ham. Got the lead runner at second. 
on the force. Over to Lopez and drag him on the fielder's choice is at first. One out and a runner at first. Here's Fisher. Uh, they were definitely trying to get that runner into scoring position with less than two outs. Fisher's walk, struck out, singled, and flied out. Left-handed batter with power. Here's Ham's pitch, and is called a ball. Spears held it out there and framed it, but didn't get the call. One ball, no strikes. Well, I thought Tyler Simpson, uh, the home plate umpire, was really consistent until he got to about the eighth inning. Ball two is outside, two and oh. And now his, uh, his zone seems to be shifting a little bit. That was definitely a ball, though. Two balls, no strikes to Fisher. Dragum is the runner at first. Throw over there by Ham, back in there. Safely, the base runner. Same two teams tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. And the game Sunday has been moved from 1 to noon. It'll be a noon start on Sunday. Saturday. I'm sorry, Saturday. I'm thinking this is a normal weekend, but it's not. <laughs> uh, today is definitely Thursday. Pitches outside, ball three. Three balls, no strikes. Runner at first, one out. Ham comes set, and the pitch. Strike call, three and one. Fisher backs out of the box, steps back in. Jaden Ham out of Kalioka, Tennessee. Went to Columbia Central High School, the pitch. Just missed outside. Ball four. Second batter, Ham has walked. The other one scored the tying run. Here's Butcher. Now he was the batter called out on interference. Yeah, he was uh, the first batter to face Ham back in the uh, eighth inning. And then he batted out a turn. <laughs> Had a single. He got a hit, but he was called out. And lines this from the third. Over to second. Did they get him? No, they say he uh. got back. A line drive to Coker, a quick throw to second, but the runner got back in time. But that is out number two. That was a line shot hit by Butcher, and Coker caught it and threw all in one motion. Did a nice job. To Mabry, and almost got a double play out of that. Two outs. Here is... Madol. <laughs> Madol didn't get to bat in the ninth. He was called 
out for batting for the other guy batting out of order. Batted in his spot. A crazy game. Yep. And the pitch. Low down in the dirt. Ball one. I don't I don't never know how to score these weird things. I put B O O. Boo. <laughs> Batted out of order. <laughs> One ball, no strikes to Madole. Runners first and second, two outs. We're tied 3-3 in the 10th, and now the batter asks for time and steps out. He's a left-handed hitter against the right-hander, Jaden Ham. The pitch. That's fouled out of play. There's a great linebacker for the Pittsburgh Pirates named Jack Ham. I remember him. Boy, he was great. I think Jaden spells his name with one more M on the end. One ball, one strike. Ham takes a look at second, delivers high, ball two. Two and one. Looking ahead to the bottom of this 10th inning uh, for the Raiders, it'd be Eston Snyder, Brett Coker, and uh, and Nagishi. Two balls on a strike. And a pitch. Swing and a miss. Two balls, two strikes to Madol. This is the pitch you want to get him on. You don't want to go 3-2 and have those runners moving. You're exactly right about that. This is the big pitch. Two balls, two strikes. Two on, two out. Ham with the pitch. High ball three. And now the runners will get a head start. Looks in for the sign. Comes set. Three and two. There go the runners. Fly ball to left field. Dillingham back on the track. Reaches up. He's got it for out number three. Madole gave it a ride. Dillingham caught it on the warning track. In the tenth. No runs. No hits. Two left. We'll go to the bottom of the 10th inning. Middle Tennessee three and Charlotte three on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. We're proud to power the school board lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. 
Our employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Go to the bottom half of inning number 10. And for the Raiders, it will be Eston Snyder to lead off, followed by Coker and Nagishi. Ball goes down to second. And we will not have Snyder. We'll have a pinch hitter. I think this is McLeod. Mason McLeod. been mispronouncing his name, God. It looks like McLeod to me on the pronunciation guide. But either way, he's going to stand in there from the left side. He uh, Didn't he pinch hit the other night at uh, up at uh, Lipscomb? He did. He's a strong left-handed hitter, and we've seen him hit him out of here. The pitch. Outside, ball one. We just need base runners at this point. This is about the first time all night that I've seen Charlotte play its defense just straight up. No shifting around. Check swing and a strike. Yeah, that was going to be a strike regardless. One ball and one strike to McCloyd. 64205 out of Greensburg, Indiana. Strong left-handed hitter with a 1-1 count as Bruce delivers. Breaking ball in for a strike. One and two. Raiders have had one hit off Colby Bruce since he came in in the eighth inning, and that was Mabry's single in the ninth. Coker waiting to hit next. Floyd takes it low, two and two. Three, three, we're in the bottom of the 10th inning. Oh, strike three called. Outside corner, and McLeod called out on strikes for out number one. That is a pitch that has not been a strike tonight, Dick. Strikeout number three for Bruce. And with one out, the batter is Brett Coker. Coker single in the eighth. He's one out of three and has been hit by a pitch. And Nagishi to follow. Right-handed delivers, 
Inside, ball one. Coker has home run power. He has hit three this year. And the pitch. That's high ball two. There's no uh, wind, no elements tonight to help the ball coming off the bat. It is getting a little cooler as we get a little later into the evening. Two balls and no strikes to Coker. And he hit a shot foul past third. One hop to the third base coach. Jordan Gutzelman will return it to the dugout, two and one. Only two bounces on that throw. Bruce pitches out of the stretch, as a lot of relief pitchers do. There's a the ball hit off his fist to the shortstop. He'll make the catch, and that is out number two. A little humpback liner. Didn't hit it very hard. Two up and two down in the tenth. Here is Nagishi. 0 for 2 with a walk and a sacrifice bunt. Now they will shift on him and look at third base is wide open. Yep. Let's see if he tries to bunt one down that way. He does. It's a good one. If it stays fair, it's a fair ball, and that's a base hit. That ball stayed on the dirt as it went down the third baseline. If it gotten into the, uh, if it hit the grass stick, I think it would have bounced back and gone foul. So that is the second hit off Bruce, and the batter is Brian Dillingham. Has an infield hit in four trips. Bruce struck him out as the first batter he faced in the eighth inning. Now we've got a loose baseball on the, nope, they're gonna make a change in left field. 40 something, John, I didn't catch that number. 45 going to left field. Going into left field is Hunter Baker. Not often you see a defensive change in the middle of an inning. Maybe they think he's got the stronger arm, so. That must be it. Two outs and a runner at first. Here's Dillingham. A lot of hitting room over on the right side. So Baker for Butcher. Wasn't there a uh, nursery rhyme about that? Baker, Butcher. Butcher the baker and the candlestick candlestick maker. maker, yeah. Dillingham takes a strike. Nothing in one. We haven't seen the candlestick maker yet. No. Nagishi, the runner at first with two outs. Bruce comes set. And the runner goes, the pitch grounded. That's a fair ball. Rounding second, Nagishi. He's headed for third. And a Raven, here comes Nagishi. And now he will stop and go back to third. And it's a good thing because they got that ball to the plate in a hurry. 
Gishi had to put the brakes on rounding third. He was flying and ball just they, wasn't hit. The, the, the new to, left fielder yep. made a great play due to the cutoff man and they got it to the plate and Raiders will have runners now at first and third. I'm surprised Dillingham didn't go to second on the throw. I am too, but uh, that looked for all the world like a double. Just inside the bag and rolling into left field and now the winning run is at third. Another runner at first. Two outs and the batter is Luke Benson. That ball was not hit hard enough to get down into the corner. Benson. A good butter. The left, the third baseman is playing sh short, edge of the grass. Here's the pitch. Takes it inside. Got away from the catcher. Not far enough. Nagishi has to go back. But Dillingham goes to uh, second base on that wild pitch. So you no longer have the force at second. That changes things. They've got the uh, second baseman playing back on the uh, outfield grass. John, you got a good bunter up there. I'm, well, looking, I'm looking for a squeeze play. Time called, and the catcher is going to go out and talk to the pitcher. Well, I, uh, you got two outs, uh, but, you know, uh, you bunt, uh, if you could get that bunt past the pitcher on the right side, I don't think the second baseman can make that play. Well, and, and you also uh, have to know that that Luke Vinson has good speed down the sure line. Sure does. So we'll see what uh, the de develops here. Two outs. They've got a left-hander th up throwing now in their uh, bullpen. Catcher Umpire. made a visit to his pitcher. I think they were probably talking about that possibility. Yeah, I think they were just uh, playing for time. Oh, okay. Analytics guys out of the dugout with his big board. They've uh, and and positioning his fielders. Yeah, they've moved the uh, the second baseman a little closer to. Uh, to the line and he's in about two steps. One ball, no strikes to Vincent. Swinging away, one and one. Swung through that one. Second and third, two outs. A bunt here would be risky with two outs, but who knows what would happen. First baseman's uh, playing back now. Second baseman all the way back. Swing and a miss, one yeah, and two. They're not looking but now. Benson just needs to put it in play somewhere and make something happen. So that's a, not as easy as it sounds, I'm no, sure. No, it sure isn't. Wild one ball and two strikes. Okay. Here's the pitch. He took it low. Two and two. Second and third, two outs, three to three in the bottom of the 10th, winning run at third. Run at second doesn't make any difference. Bruce, who is the Charlotte closer, 
came into the game in the eighth inning with his team behind. They tied it in the top of the ninth. Here's the 2-2 pitch. Hit it up the middle, but right at the shortstop. Throw to first in time. They had him play just right. That is all in the 10th. Raiders come up with no runs on two hits and two men left. We have played 10. It's Middle Tennessee 3, Charlotte 3 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. Play here. News Radio WGNS. That's Wigginton. Pitching change as we go to the 11th inning. Peyton Wigginton will take over the duties for the Raiders. Peyton Wigginton. Uh, making his 12th appearance, his sixth in relief. He's thrown 49 in the third innings, up 25 uh, runs, 18 of them earned on 56 hits, five walks, 43 strikeouts. Got a 3.28 ERA, a 4-2 record with one save. He would be the pitcher of record here. And I think we had one more defensive change in right field. Jacob Wright, a freshman from Blackman High School, will be in right field. I think this is his first appearance of the season, John. Don't believe he has appeared in a game until tonight. So he is in right. Dillingham remains in left. Austin Knight will be the hitter. Peyton Wigginton's last outing was a complete game win. Over Marshall, five to two in a seven inning ball game. Second game of the Sunday doubleheader. So here is Knight, the shortstop. Takes a strike call, nothing and one. Knight reached on a walk in the ninth inning and scored the tying run after the triple by Cunningham. <clears throat> Swing and a miss. And the count is 
Wigginton becomes the fourth Blue Raider pitcher of this game. Just missed outside, one and two. Final line on uh, Jaden Ham goes two and two in the third innings, gives up one run. It was earned on one hit, two walks, two strikeouts. Wigginton with the pitch, swinging a foul straight back. One and two. Wigan in the fourth Blue Raider pitcher tonight. Raider outfield straight away, fairly deep for this right-handed hitter. And the pitch. And a little looper. Lopez going to handle that at shortstop with no trouble. Never got out of the infield. One out in the 11th. The batter will be Cunningham. Now, Cunningham had the big hit back in the ninth inning uh, with the runner on first base with one out. Cunningham uh, tripled to center field. He drove in the tying run. He's up there now with the bases empty and one out. Takes a strike call. Uh, breaking ball. Nothing in one. Broke over the edge. And the lefty delivers inside, almost hit him. One ball, one strike. Peyton Wigginton out of Page High School, Franklin, Tennessee. He is a fifth year senior. One ball, one strike. That's a strike call, caught the corner and it's one and two. Didn't Paige kind of take the place of the old College Dale High School? I'm not sure. You remember what I, I'm talking about? There was a little tiny school yep. over there in the eastern corner of Williamson County. Missed outside with that pitch. It's two and two. One out. We're in the top of the 11th inning. 3-3. Three, three. And the pitch, swung on and missed, struck him out. Cunningham down on strikes for out number two. And the catcher Hobson will stand in. Looking to the top of the 11th, Raiders will be back to the top of the lineup. The catcher number nine, Caden Hobson. Hobson is 0 for four, struck out twice. You wonder if they're going to bring Bruce out again. He's already thrown, what, uh, two and two-thirds innings. Strike call to Hobson. I expect to see him again, John. Well, there's nobody in their bullpen for sure. One strike to count to the left-handed hitting Hobson. Popped up, left field. Dillingham coming on. He will make the catch for out number three. Three up, three down in the 11th. 
Nothing across for Charlotte. We'll go to the bottom of the 11th inning. It is still Middle Tennessee 3 and Charlotte 3 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. And we go to the bottom of the 11th inning. The Raiders had a, have had a couple of chances to win this game. Got a runner to third with two outs in the ninth. Didn't score. Runners on second and third with two outs in the 10th. Couldn't get them in. So we go to the top of the batting order for Fausto Lopez. Colby Bruce still on for the, uh, the 49ers. Trying to get a pitch count on him. Haven't reset that yet. They made that change in left field in the bottom of the 10th in the middle of the inning, put Baker in out there, and sure enough, the ball found him on the first batter, and he made a great play. Boy, sure did. Kept the uh, runner at third base, and uh, actually saved the game. What uh, he did, at least at that point, for sure. So here's Fausto to lead off in the 11th, looking for his first hit tonight. He's 0 for 4 and has been hit by a pitch. Raider shortstop stands in. Batting average just a little over 300 coming in. Needs a hit here to keep it there. Colby Bruce with a pitch. Foul down the first base side. Strike one. Fausto's got a little inside out swing and goes to right field a lot. In fact, I think most of his six home runs have been hit to the, I, other, to the other field. I know he had at least one uh, day that the uh, wind was blowing out about 85 miles an hour. One strike to count. No wind tonight to aid anything hit in the air. Here's Bruce with the pitch, and it's right down the heart of the plate. Nothing in two. Bruce's season-long appearance was uh, last weekend against Southern Mississippi. Uh, went three innings. He's in going ball game. Two and two thirds here. Here's the two strike pitch, and it's high for ball one. 
This is the first of a four-game homestand with three against the Charlotte team, and then Belmont comes in next Tuesday. One ball, two strikes. Swinging a ball, hit the left center. That is going to get down, and a base hit for Lopez to lead off the 11th. Behind in the count, stood in there and got himself a hit. Third hit off Bruce. So some uh, interesting decisions uh, need to be made here. Do you try and uh, move Lopez into scoring position with a stolen base, or do you give up uh, Mabry and uh, let him sacrifice the runner? But Mabry's the kind of guy that can give you a double. Fausto stole a base in the second inning. Mabry, three hits tonight, two singles and a double. Yeah, do you take the bat out of his hand, or how do you play this, Dick? I'm kind of looking for him to run, John. I think so, too. I don't think you can take uh, the, the bat out of Mabry's hand with the bunt. Here's the pitch, high inside, ball one. Could play a little hit and run here. You Mabry's good. good good with the bat. Uh, you make contact. Start the runner and uh, get that shortstop out of position. One ball, no strikes. And all of a sudden you got uh, runners at first and third with nobody out. Here's the pitch inside, popped out of the catcher's mid and Lopez gonna go to second. Now it wasn't very far, but it was far enough to uh, move Lopez. That will be a wild pitch. That takes care of that decision. You don't and have count to two balls and no strikes. And now Mabry with a chance to drive in the winning run. You don't mind having that runner in scoring position with nobody out, especially with your number two hitter. And that's going to time call as the head coach. I think we're going to see Robert Woodard will make here. a trip to the mound and will talk defense with his infield, I think. Now there's a right-hander in the bullpen. There's a left-hander in the bullpen. Both of them look like they're ready. Mabry with a count of two balls and no strikes. And Lopez, the potential winning run down at second base. And uh, while they're meeting on the mound, the Raiders are meeting uh, uh, out in front of the dugout. You've got, the, uh, got Lopez there. You've got Mabry there. Coach Tolman is taking charge of that meeting, I think. Yeah, you got uh, you got uh, Wyatt Morgan, the on-deck hitter there. So the plate umpire is going to walk out to the mound and say, hey, uh, fellas, it's getting late. You know, we've got another game tomorrow. Let's let's try to get get going here. Okay, they're going to stay with uh, with Colby Bruce. Lopez returns to second base. Mabry back to his spot in the batter's box. Analytics man out of the uh, out of the dugout, positioning his fielders. He's got a great old big board there. That's bigger than a clipboard, John. It sure is. <laughs> uh, he has got the uh, uh, the corner infielders playing in. Middle infielders halfway. Check swing. Did he go? Nope. No. Whoa. Ball three. 
I think we might have caught a break there, Dick. Three balls, no strikes to Mabry. Lopez at second, no outs. Bottom half of inning number 11. The game tied at 3-3. Infielder shift right before the pitch. Mabry took a strike, it's three and one. Now the shortstop is playing deep and the second baseman fairly close to the bag at second. Mabry likes to hit to the right side. Fouls this one back, three and two. Yeah, he, he, as you've said, he likes to go opposite field and they've got that uh, first baseman. He's got to be playing what, 30, 35 feet off the line? Right fielder's playing shallow. Yeah. In case there's a play at the plate. Full count, three and two. Maybe lined it to left field. That is in there, and the ball game is going to be over. As soon as Lopez touches home plate, Raiders win. Raiders win. Four, three, and 11. And they're mobbing J.T. Mabry, and he just got a uh, <laughs> he got a Gatorade shower out in the outfield. Raiders win it four to three, and take the first game of the three-game series. That is their fourth straight victory. Middle Tennessee improves to 17 and 15, eight and five in conference play. Charlotte. Now 18 and 15, four and nine in the conference. And that's a happy bunch out of the middle of the field, John. Oh, I tell you what, that was, that's a big win. They thought they had it uh, in regulation. It didn't work out that way. Uh, they, uh, they fought and they clawed and uh, came up with the win. And it was at Brett Coker talking about how important it was uh, to win on Friday, uh, I'd say Friday night, uh, the first game of the series. And they've done that. And uh, Peyton Winning, uh, Wigington, uh, they saved him up for a situation. They could turn into win, and it did. So the Raiders win it by a score of four to three in 11 innings as uh, they will win their fourth in a row, and we'll do it all again tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. We'll take a break, and we'll be back with the postgame show right after this on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Brad Hopkins with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. Winning in real estate is a lot like football. Good coaching and recruiting a great team are the keys. I put together a team of lenders, inspectors, and home professionals to help you succeed. Let me coach you through this process and make sure you come out a winner. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or invest, I am here to help you win. Visit bradhopkinshomes.com or call 615-556-9239 to find out more. 
Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders, and we're proud to power the school board lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. What do you think of when you hear community, integrity, commitment, tradition, and partners? The folks at Sodexo know it's family, friends, neighbors, and coworkers. The people we live with, work with, share our world with, and the fans we love to serve. Sodexo is community. It's a community of more than 200 employees and nonprofit volunteers and the thousands of fans we serve at MTSU. Sodexo is a community of people who are committed to enhancing your game day experience. Sodexo, proud server of your game day concession needs and proud to serve the Blue Raiders. Our employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! This has been Blue Raider Baseball on the Blue Raider Sports Network. Today's game was presented by Lewis Bakeries, bakers of Bunny, Sunbeam, Healthy Life, and Lewis Bake Shop Reds. And Ascension St. Thomas, official hospital partner of MTSU. Let's go back to the stadium. That one Once again, work. here's Dick Palmer. Thank you. Welcome back. Welcome into our post-game show as the Raiders win it in 11 innings by a score of 4-3. to three. We'll give you the official totals when we get the uh, final box score, but the Raiders uh, four runs, 11 hits, three errors, and Charlotte three runs, only four hits in the game and committed one error. And somebody's got a bicycle built for two out there on it. On the infield. Is that the bicycle we saw earlier in the no, bullpen? No, the, the, the one that we saw earlier in the bullpen was a, a, a single. So I'm wondering if uh, we need to find out more about this uh, cycling that the uh, Raiders are into. <laughs> Peyton Wigginton, who pitched uh, one inning, pitched the 11th inning and got him out one, two, three, will get the win and will uh, up his record now to five and two. But the Raiders just had excellent overall pitching 
uh, for the entire ball game as starter Keenan uh, went seven, no, went five and a third. Yeah, went five and a third, uh, gave up uh, two runs, but they were both unearned. Uh, I thought that uh, he did a, a really nice job of settling down after a kind of strange uh, first inning. Okay, let's go down to Carson on the field, and uh, we'll see if our if our equipment's working right tonight. Carson, got, take I, it away. All right, Coach. Congratulations on an extra winning win, an extra inning win. Um, these are always exciting games for you. Games coming down to the wire, going extra innings. Um, your initial reactions after this one? Well, I'm happy for the guys. Keenan got back on track. Siebert pitched well, hand pitched well, Wheaton pitched well. We didn't add on when we got the lead. We gave them two runs in the first. We didn't handle a, a work a lot on. But, you know, we battled, and uh, I think we had 11 hits. But we kind of kind of left their guy in the game a little bit too long. Give him credit. He battled for 100-some pitches. And then the guy they put in, Colby Bruce, is really good, too. He just ran out of gas there in the last inning. But that's a big win on a series. That's, that was huge. JT Mabry with a big hit there uh, to win the game. He walked it off for you guys. Had a great day at the play and both in the field, too. Um, talk about his impact on the team tonight. Yeah, well, that last inning, Foster had a good at bat, got a base hit, and then it had a good read on a, a pass ball pitch, got to second. So that's huge when you have no outs and a guy at second. And uh, with JT, has been hot. And uh, so we had the right guy up at the right time. And uh, I don't know if that was his third or fourth hit, but it seemed like he had a lot of hits today. Uh, you win the first game of the series, opportunity to win it tomorrow. Uh, what's it going to take down Charlotte again. Yeah, well, we're going to pitch Swan. We need a good outing from him. And we have a couple, you know, we had to use our bullpen, but none of them threw an excessive amount of pitches, and all of them may be available tomorrow or at least be available the third day, which is Saturday. Um, and we still have guys in the pen, but we, we need to get five or six out of Swan and then maybe use Sells tomorrow and uh, see which one of them three guys, Siebert, Wigington, or uh, – Ham uh, has an inning or two tomorrow. We're gonna need we need some help tomorrow. All right, enjoy this one. Congrats, Coach. Appreciate it, man. All right, thanks to uh, Carson Herbert, Coach uh, Tolman, for his post-game remarks. The Waiters won it by a score of four to three. We'll take a break. Back to check the final numbers for you on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hear that? That's the plumpest, juiciest hot dogs you've ever seen getting their grill on. But we both know it'll make it sound even better. Oh, yeah. It's a Pepsi to go with your hot dog. Because when you're chomping on America's favorite meal, relish, mustard, and onions perfectly blending into a crescendo of flavor, there's only one thing that makes everything about that moment better. A cold, refreshing Pepsi. See what I mean? It's like music to my ears. Hot dogs. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. 
Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthcare.com. Any way you slice it, your game day won't be complete without soft, delicious bunny bread and bunny buns, an official corporate partner of Blue Raider Athletics. Whether you're watching with friends, cheering in the stands, or tuning in at home, count on Bunny to help strike out hunger and give you energy. So pick up some bunny buns and bunny bread today. It's sure to be a home run. That's what I said. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. You're listening to MTSU Sports on WGNS. And welcome back into our postgame show as the Raiders win tonight in 11 innings by a score of 4-3. to three. JT Mabry with his fourth hit of the game drives in Fausto Lopez with the winning run. And the Raiders' uh, pitching was good tonight. Held, hold a, a good-hitting Charlotte team to four hits over 11 innings. That is a yeoman's job by the Blue Raider pitching staff. They used four pitchers out of the uh, three out of the bullpen after the starter, uh, Keenan, uh, gave up two unearned runs in the first inning. He was strong. Siebert strong coming in out of the pen. And Jaden Ham and Peyton Wigandon closed it out, John. And we don't have the official box yet because there were a lot of strange things <laughs> there were a lot going on in this game. So kind of uh, tell us what you got from your scorebook. Well, the, the important things uh, over on the uh, uh, the uh, Char- uh, Charlotte side, uh, y- you didn't have that much uh, hitting going on, as you said. Uh, uh, you, you look and uh, nobody had multiple hits uh uh, they only had one RBI. That was uh, on the triple in the ninth inning. Uh, that was Jake Cunningham. Uh, the two runs that uh, had uh, scored earlier were both unearned and scored on uh, uh, a bad throw. Uh, on the uh, Raiders' side, Fausto Lopez scores the winning run. He goes one for four. Had that big single in the uh, top of the in the bottom of the eleventh. Uh, Mason Spears had a double in the uh, uh, in the uh, uh, first inning, but.
But the RBI actually went to Brett Coker on a bases loaded. Uh, he took one for the team, got hit, and uh, and we scored our first run. Uh, the next, uh, uh, you you look at Morgan Wyatt. He had he goes one for four with the one RBI, but that was the double in the uh, the fourth inning that uh, uh, got the Raiders. Uh, uh, ahead uh, after Lopez had had a sacrifice fly. So he, uh, Lopez had an RBI as well. But the hitting star has got to be JT Mabry. Goes, uh, has six at-bats, uh, has four hits, an RBI, the big RBI uh, to win the ball game. Okay, let's, uh, let me interrupt you here, and we'll take uh, 10 seconds for station identification, which I should have done before. Okay. And we will be right back after this pause for station ID as you listen to Middle Tennessee Baseball. The flagship station for Blue Raider sports. News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Blue Raiders play here. All right. Sorry to interrupt you, John. You were on on a roll there. I was on a roll. Uh, Let's talk pitching. And we saw uh, some pretty good pitching tonight uh, out of both dugouts. Uh, over on the uh, Charlotte side, Will Lancaster was the starter. Uh, went seven and a third, gave up uh, three runs, all earned on seven hits, two walks, three strikeouts. And uh, the the strange th- and there were a lot of strange things happened tonight. Uh, one of the strange things was that Will Lancaster hit three batters. He had only hit three batters all season. And he had the Braves have been here since 1981. He had three early. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. And uh, then Bruce, their closer, came on in the the eighth inning. He goes uh, two and a third innings. He's going to take the loss because he's the one that gave up that big single in the bottom of the 11th. He gives up five hits, no walks, four strikeouts. Uh, Over on the Raiders' side, Zach Keenan, what a great job he did after – uh, he should have been out of that first inning with nothing across uh, the error, and all of a sudden he's down two nothing. He uh, ended up throwing a lot of pitches in that first inning, but uh, settled down. Goes five and a third, gives up those two runs, both unearned, two walks, three wa- uh, two hits, three walks, one strikeout. Trent Siebert came on two and a third innings, no runs on one hit, no walks, three strikeouts. Uh, Jaden Ham get two and a third out of him, gives up that one run that was that uh, uh, came off the triple in the ninth inning. Uh, the only hit he gave up, two walks, two strikeouts, and Peyton Wigginton with the one, two, three, eleventh, and uh, that was good enough to earn him a win. He is now five and two. Colby Bruce takes the loss. He is one and two. Uh, I can't give you an official time of the game, but it's someplace in excess of. Three and a half hours. Yes, uh, closer to four hours <laughs> as it's a little bit after 10 right now. We started at 6.06. So that's going to wrap it up here. The Raiders uh, improve their record to 8-5 and five now in Conference USA. They have now won eight of their last 11 games. Uh, Charlotte has now lost, uh, now lost two of their last – Eleven, I think, uh, and or maybe three. They've they've only won two of their last eleven. So, the Raiders and Charlotte will do it again tomorrow night, six o'clock. We'll be on there at five forty-five, and we hope you will make your way out to ballpark, support this team. This is a fun team to watch. It sure is. They've won four in a row, 
and we will hope to make it five tomorrow for John Callow, our studio engineer, has been uh, Jake Woodard, and this is Dick Farmer. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Raiders win 4-3. Good night from the ballpark. This has been Blue Raider Baseball. Today's game was presented by Lewis Bakeries, bakers of Bunny, Sunbeam, Healthy Life, and Lewis Bake Shop Breads. And Ascension St. Thomas, official hospital partner of MTSU. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Blue Raider Network.